When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. nieces, nephews, and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And And we're your weird ads. This show where we take a look at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Mm -hmm. This week, yeah, we watched mm-hmm. the much fucking anticipated by us, like super fucking anticipated by us, mm-hmm. uh, movie Annette. Sure. Um, starring Adam Driver, Marianne Cotillard, mm-hmm. uh, Simon Helberg. <laughs> <and> <laughs> And the incomparable Ron and Russell male, uh-huh. also known as Sparks. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's also starring Adam Driver. I said that. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's also starring his bod. <laughs> oh, my God. It's also starring him basically half naked the entire movie co-starring adam driver oh sweet christ so um (laughs) you know what here's the thing Mm -hmm. this movie was over two hours long it it could have been 10 hours long i would have still been there me too i would have still been there yeah and here's you could ask me what was it about it doesn't matter cares it really doesn't i don't even i don't even i didn't bring a critical lens to this because as far as i'm concerned it was all love absolutely um i felt like for you i feel like it was well okay so i don't want to speak on that for you that's very rude but i know you can i well so for you i think it was like um the Adam Driver factor. Sure. Um, the artistic factor. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the Sparks factor. Yes. They wrote the screenplay and the music and everything. Yes. Um, and that made me feel like a child. It made me feel like a little kid inside. Yeah. And what the audience may not know is that you are, in fact, a member of the Sparks fan club. I am. I mean, that's not a joke. There is a fan club. Yeah. And you are a member of it. I'm a member of the Sparks fan club. <laughs> right. I love the brothers very much. And this for me was, 
one of the most exciting moments of my life. Um, <laughs> I'm really, I listen. I I'm still very paranoid about all these strains of COVID and everything. But did I go and see this in the theater like three weeks ago, three four weeks ago before it was on Amazon? Yeah, I did. I yes, risked did. my fucking life for this. No, she did. She absolutely did. I mean, this is we've been. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. A long time. And, you know, I've read a lot of reviews on this and I've I've seen some I've seen some negative things being said. And let me tell you right off the bat, if you're the kind of person who likes when people keep it weird, if you like people who are creative, mm. if you like people who commit who go into something, they don't know where it's headed, they know it's strange, and they commit with their whole hearts. Mm-hmm. They know at some point a puppet is going to be introduced. Oh. And, they're, and they commit with their whole hearts. Oh. I don't know what to tell you. I mean... Every minute of this movie for me was like sheer perfection. Like brought me to tears to my knees perfection. <laughs> I that's the thing because again I like it weird. And so as soon yeah. as the I mean, you know, every choice I was like no, that that can't be possible. They're not going to, he's not going to come in like Frankenstein. Yes, he did. They're not going to throw in a puppet. Yes, they are. (laughs) That puppet's not going to levitate. Yes, it is. Like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they came to me and were like, hey, Ruth, what's some of your favorite weird shit? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well. If you must know, these are all my favorite things. And then they went and made a movie about it. Do you want a leading man who is part Abraham Lincoln, part Vincent Price, part, like, Edgar Allan Poe? Do you want him dancing around in his underwear and a bathrobe, cussing out the audience? Like, and then singing a song while he... Lifts his head up from Marion Cotillard's vagina. Oh, Jesus. That scene afterwards, though, where they're all oiled up like like a fucking, like, Exxon Valdez. Like, holy shit. And that's the thing. I mean, again, like, and I want you to take this with a grain of salt because we are your weird aunts. So if yeah. this is a movie that your weird aunts would like, <laughs> right? So, um, like we don't like normal movies. So if you, you know what I mean? So it's like the movies that like we can't like. This is we, a fucking treat for us. This yeah, exactly. Is this is yes. very rare that things like this get to come into our lives that yeah. we can be excited about. It's like our fucking Marvel movie. It's yes. Like our, you know, it's like, I don't know, insert whatever Marvel movie you want. It's like our blockbuster film. And it very happens rarely that we get this excited about something. 
Okay, so now here's the thing, though, that um, that I <laughs> that I saw in the movie that that I'm not sure wasn't was intended because I didn't uh-huh. see other people talking about it. <laughs> okay. Um, I felt that um, the main character Henry McHenry. Uh-huh. Um, had terrible untreated depression. Oh, absolutely. And um, and that the whole point of view of the film is written from memory. So all of the characters, other than him, were very two dimensional. Uh-huh. Um, so you don't really see, you don't really get to know the other characters, um, mm-hmm. except as they're cast from his memory. Is, oh, wow. is how I felt yeah, that they no, were intentionally two-dimensional and that because it's all written from a position of regret, they're almost too good to be true, you know, because they're already lost to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from my perspective, there's almost nobody that I empathize with less than an old man who is coming to terms with his life and realizing that he is wrong just at the end. Because I assure you (laughs) that there have been points in his life when people have come up to him and said, you know, I bet your wife really did care about you and wasn't trying to manipulate you or steal your money. I bet she was really just trying to do what was best for the kids. Maybe through the first or second or third divorces. But no, he really had to wait till they died from untimely cancer or whatever it is. That's a weirdly specific example, but let's just say. (laughs) And it's only at the very end when he's staring into the abyss and he's alone and scared that he's like, oh, maybe they were angels after all. And it was I, twas I who was wrong. And it's like an Edgar Allan Poe tale when he hears the pounding of the heart and it's all coming to get him. And he's like, no, don't look upon my visage, for I am ashamed of myself. I can't believe it. Was I wrong after all this time? Yeah, you were. You were wrong. Yeah, maybe you're not the star of the show. Yeah. I wonder if we talked to all the people you fucking hurt when you weren't getting treated for your infinitely treatable disease. And by the way, if you're not, mm. I'm just going to let you in in a secret. I also have terrible depression. And I may, I may be going through a terrible depressive episode right now. And maybe As that's why. Maybe that's why when I saw Adam Driver... And I was like, why, Adam Driver, are you the very essence of every person who I've ever fallen in love with and who I would absolutely give my credit card information to <laughs> if they asked for it? I totally would. <sighs> um, it's that slicked up oiled bod. That's why. <sighs> And the thing is, is that I I knew the thing, it was, 
and I'm really embarrassed by this, but I knew when I saw him as Kylo Ooh. that my birth control was fucking up because he made me so crazy. Because <laughs> I saw him in Girls, and I was normal about it. I was like, there's something uh-huh. special about him. Uh-huh. But he, when he was walking around in that cape, <laughs> I was like, I need to go to the doctor because he's making me insane. You don't tend to be attracted to um, no. men that are of that physique. I mean, true, like, true, true, I true. am not that, like, on that Kinsey scale, he pushed me no, so far all. over there. Like, he made me, like I said, he made me crazy. He made me want to have Kylo babies. Like, I don't understand. Like, he is so primordial his fucking charisma yeah he could literally make me invade algeria and i have no problem with algeria (laughs) you know what i think it's just like like you know he does things where like if you were to watch another actor do them you'd almost feel embarrassed for them yes but i don't know what it is about him it's like He's just so charismatic, and he gets so into everything that that it's different somehow. He, he is can do a, anything. He is a cult leader. He, <laughs> I, I would literally do anything he asked me to do, anything he asked me to do. I know. And I just, I'm just saying that one more time in case he needs me to do anything, and that includes giving you a kidney. And I have terrible kidneys. I have kidney problems. I did find it odd that, like, you know, when you told me um, your attraction to him, I was like, hmm? Right. Because, I mean, yeah, like, obviously he's somebody I would be attracted to. But, I mean, when you're attracted to a man, Auntie Gina, it's not like your typical masculine form. No. Um, it's, it's David Bowie. It's, it's David Bowie circa 1970, what, three, four? Sure. Shaved eyebrows Bowie. Yeah. Emaciated oh. on death store Bowie. Right. Milk and peppers Bowie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's the, it's a very small, it's the Halloween Jack period Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. And for me, it's like 1979, Bowie. Right, where he started to get his color back. Yeah. Like, he's gotten, he's gotten a couple of tans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the where, where in the Heroes, where he has, like, the open chest. Love it. Yeah. I do not. I don't like when he's getting his color back. I still like Jumpsuit. him when... I like him when he's in his, his coked mania phase, and he's got Kabbalah symbols everywhere. <laughs> You know what it is? It's depression. I think Adam it's oh. Adam Driver also radiates depression to me. Oh, he absolutely does. And that that's what it is. And that Kylo Ren has it a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not I don't want to and again, I'm projecting this onto him, so I'm not trying to but the other thing is is that he it's his eye contact. And it, it's very greedy. And this is something that um, uh, that Annette has a lot of and that I've noticed with depression is that when you get to this place 
and I've only, and that's why I'm attracted to other people with depression is that, Mm -hmm. you know, there is, you have these cycles, right? And so there's this part of you when you get into this play, they call it, they call it now, they call it dissociation, but I, I, you know, before I used to call it, um, like, when you felt like you were a ghost haunting your own life and you get so greedy for feeling, right? And so you would seek out other people who would just experience anything. And that meant extreme anger, joy, pleasure, beauty, anything. And Driver has that in spades, right? He's so intense, He's so intense. And like this movie felt that way too, is that, and that's what attracted Anne, is that he was funny, but he just lived life so intensely and he loved so intensely. And she knew from the very beginning it was dangerous, that he was irresponsible. Because she had, in, in like comparison, she had the Simon's character who was this constant, you know, this. The the accompanist. And how could you have a better, like, what an accompaniment? Like, a, I can't say that word. I know. But he kept the time. He could support her career. He's everything you want in a partner. They ha- but, I don't want to say an affair. Like, they were together prior to her being with. But, uh, do, you know, but do you know what I mean? As a woman, that's yeah. who you're supposed to choose. Somebody yeah. who is who knows your career in and out, who can support you, who can accompany you. Like, why she should have chosen that guy. She absolutely, I mean, in a perfect world, yeah. Because, um, and also, like, she's she's very, like, I don't want to say timid, but um, that's the best word I can come up with at the moment. No, but I see what you mean. She's very reserved. She's quiet. She's not an extrovert. She has this very... And you see this because she has her... This very small, like, palace in the woods. And the thing is, is that she already has an entire life. She invites him into a beautiful life. She already has it. Mm -hmm. Like, he brings very little into it. If anything, he destroys it. Exactly. And, you know, and not like, like how many of us have done that before where we already have this beautiful life we built for ourselves. And then we just, you know, somebody like comes in and like, like a bull in a china shop. Yeah. You know, yep. and like, <sighs> and then again, you have this choice where you have like Simon who knows everything about her career, you know, who has sat there and has like played every piece Knows her yeah. voice inside and out. Is completely but like, in love with her. Right. Obsessed with her. And then, but like, come on. Then there's Adam Dreher. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, right from the get-go, like, his, I think his stand-up comedy show is the first actual scene after the most glorious wonderful fucking beginning of a movie I've ever seen. <gasps> yeah, that was that was so charming. Honestly, <sighs> so charming. For I mean and I don't really like I'm not I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big musical person, but mm-hmm. I just love the fact that 
like what a diverse cast. Yes. You hardly ever see that. I know. I really liked it. That just honestly, that just made me feel good about life. Period. It did, and and like I loved how like it, it began in in the music studio with the male brothers, and yeah. then they just kind of brought everybody out and introduced the characters as they were you know singing down the street, and then they had a children's choir. Then they had these like beautiful backup singers, and yeah, and then those those. All every one of them followed them throughout the whole movie in some way. Yeah. But then like but then after that you get to Henry's stand up comedy show and he's introduced as kinda like this bad boy comedian. Right. Um and he's kind kind of there's no kind of he's a dick and you know He's like he's an edgelord like, comic. Total edgelord. It's not even really funny. He's <laughs> famous for being an asshole. But then, like, the audience sings to him. You know, like, why did you become a comedian? And, you know, he doesn't necessarily sing completely along with them, but he will give them, like, a, a silly answer, you know? And it was such a fucking treat for me, the way that the music happened in the movie. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a typical musical. Well, some of the scenes were, but, um, you know, how, like, they brought the music into it. It felt very natural. You know what it feels like? It's like, you know, when you're watching um, a foreign film with subtitles and you're like, wait, do I speak Hungarian? Like, it (laughs) felt like, you know, and you're just like, it it felt like it felt so integrated. It didn't even, like, after a while, it didn't feel like a musical. And there are a lot of, and the other thing, too, I think is because, like, they're not singers necessarily. And it felt so earnest, Mm -hmm. you know, that there was something really sweet about it. Like, yeah. and I'm not that type, like, that is one over, but I don't know. Because, like, I didn't see La La Land. Like, I'm not that type. I'm really not. I just, the only reason I saw this was because of Adam Driver. I'm not going to lie. And and I was really one over. And I, believe me, I'm not, like, again, like, I watch, like, war crime documentaries. I am not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. I think the fact that there was, there was such a dark overtone how yeah, to I'm, more the, I'm more like the cinephile. Right. It's so pretentious. Yeah. And I, uh, so, okay. What we haven't had a chance to talk to, uh, talk about yet. Yeah. Is even though the, the screenplay and the songs were written by Sparks, right? Right. So the director layoffs cracks. Yes. Um, if that's even his real name, which it isn't. <laughs> right. So it's like a like a reimagining, like an anagram of something. Anyway. It's an anagram of, I think his name is Oscar or something. Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, I remember reading about this a couple of years ago. So he, ha- his wife is a huge star in Russian cinema. And... Um, he sort of fell in love with her performance, very much like Adam Driver watching Anne perform. Yes. And um, she had, she died 
Um, there's some saying that she was very depressed and she had maybe a suicide, but it was very mysterious, yeah. which is weird because, you know, in the film, his wife dies in mysterious circumstances. And apparently, like, in Holy Motors, did you ever watch that film? I did not. But it also had to do with a disappearance. And I'm just saying, I just think it's... But the disappearance, or the death in the film also remind me of Natalie Wood. Oh, And the fact yeah. that her career yes. was somewhat... Yeah. While they were drinking, and... Uh-huh. Or he was drinking, and they had an argument, and... <sighs> but... I just... <laughs> It's just, I was just thinking, like, if I had, like, come over to your house, for example. Yes. And you had some medication missing uh-huh. and some charges on your credit card. And then I go and and you notice that I release this huge song on TikTok uh-huh. And it was, <laughs> I stole your pills and credit card. <laughs> I paid my bills, chops and X bars. And you're like, okay, Gina, you swore to me that you did not steal my pill, my pills and credit cards. And you just released a song that has a million views saying that you stole my pills and credit cards. I'm like, what? (laughs) I stole your pills and credit cards. I stole your pills, chops and (laughs) X-Pars. And like layered the sound. You're like, this is super suspicious. Like, it's just weird if you have two movies that feature a wife that I I did not kill her. She super mysteriously disappeared. Like, I like, why do I have to tell people that over again? And yes, I keep making movies about it, but like, like, why? Where the husband did it. Well, I don't know about... I've never seen Hollywood. And he's like, no, I had nothing to do with my wife, but yeah, maybe I murdered somebody else. Like, why is everybody on me about it? Like, (laughs) oh my god. Like, forget about it, guys. Stop talking about it. It's like you're obsessed. I didn't write this. However, (laughs) you know that Sparks did not write that final song. I did not know that. They did not write that final song, and they did not write the lyrics to Small Town Girl or whatever it was. Interesting. Very. I mean, it just, it had a real weird, it had a real weird flavor about the whole, it's just a real weird coincidence. Quote unquote coincidence. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. How, basically... Like, she dies, and then he takes their kid, their six-year-old daughter, and raises her? I mean, that's, like, hello, the coincidence. Hello. <laughs> but, and the other thing is, so, in the movie, I thought, so, the 
the Annette is the daughter, and she is. Oh, spoiler alert, guys! If you didn't know that, there's going to be huge spoilers it's everywhere. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, guy, like, why are you... Again, I need to ask you why you listen to podcasts about a movie if you don't think there's going to be spoilers. Like, okay, so... Yeah, the other thing about Leos is that he's been called... He has... Which is, I think, like, an interesting arc for the movie is, like... You know, which I felt is again, it's like somebody coming to terms with, you know, past mistakes, lived a wild life and has really, you know, looked back and maybe, and, you know, he, as a director, he has this reputation of being like a enfant terrible, like a, a wild child. Oh, I like that. Um, I like the Frenchie. <laughs> look. Apparently, like, he, like, one of the first films that he worked on, the actor who was, like, one of his really good friends was, like, s- like seriously injured, had, like, a life-changing injury on one of his films, and they didn't speak for, like, 15 years. Oh. Um, he worked with Juliette Binoche on a few films, and um, her and her co-star called him a sadist on set. And at the time, he... His excuse was that he was trying to make art, you know, he was trying to push the boundaries. But again, I mean, there's, Mm. (laughs) I mean, there's directors who've been able to make pretty good movies without being accused of being sadists, so. David fucking Lynch. (laughs) I mean, there you go. I mean, or even like, um. Lars von Trier, well. No. Lars von Trier? No, yeah, he's okay. he's actually been called a sadist as well. But, oh, you're right. Yeah. But <laughs> you're he, right. you know, but he's you know he's a bit mentally ill as well. We've all been there. Um, um, but oh, Yorgos um, Lanthimos that we meant to talk about killing of a sacred deer. We may get back to it. But he's yeah, a very will. he's he's a very gentle director, and he makes amazing films. I think they're amazing. Oh, let's get back to the to the no. Kid. I'm the just kid. I'm just kidding. And that the, the whole which is okay. So we're talking about um Annette. I thought uh-huh. that the reason that they were using a puppet is because the whole theme being that it would be wrong to take advantage of a child so they didn't even want to exploit a child actor <laughs> i know i'm gonna i in this movie yeah oh, okay. forgetting no. that in the very first scene that there were child actors <laughs> <laughs> so that um yeah i may have been on my cbd oil <laughs> while i was watching this um so yeah i i, I couldn't think of like yeah, it made sense. By the end of the film, it makes sense. Like, with yeah. the net and the stars and the scene where they wash up on the beach. Like, all of that felt like those early French films, you know, where... Um, here. A Trip to the Moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it all felt like that, you know, and it was sort of like the... Um, almost like a surrealist film and like the stars and then oh, yeah, I um, love that. 
And then at the same time, like Marion Cotillard coming in and it looked almost like early horror to me, like that black and white horror. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I was like, I love what you're saying, but it all felt like. And then again, um, Adam Driver had um, a birthmark and then. Um, as he got older and as like his life was more depraved, it grew. And it was like, there were so many elements that I felt like pick a lane. I, I love all of these things, mm-hmm. but like it, it just felt like too much. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> I, did, I felt like it could have used an edit. Like it felt to me, I felt overwhelmed. I wanted more of it. Like I, I said, like- what else can you throw in there? I guess you're right. I just Oscar. felt like I could have, like I said, I would have sat there for 10 hours. I really would have. But like, I could see how people that weren't you would uh-huh. have felt like it would have, you know, like those milkshakes that have like candy corn and half a piece of cake. And, yeah. you know, like, that's what it felt like to me. I was like, the cheesecake on the straw. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, it felt like a lot. Okay. That's what I, it felt like a lot to process. Okay. Well, well I'm sorry and let for me tell you. you. Okay, let me tell you why. Because she says, you know, her voice is going to haunt you every time you hear it. It's going to be my voice, right? And so yeah. we learn that Annette, as soon as she sees these these stars which reminds her of the night that her mother died she sings just like her mother and then we expect adam is going to be haunted by this absolutely not he has gotten past it immediately he sees dollar signs so like he at no point is he haunted by this like there is no regret like you know so why why was this whole i'm going to haunt you why did we have all of this because he does not regret any of it. You know, it's like it just seems like fairly unnecessary to me. It well, seems heavy handed. At the end. Right. He is haunted at the end. <clears throat> yeah, but it just, to me, it just seems so heavy handed. You know, like. I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> okay, okay, we disagree. <laughs> I just, you know. Hmm. You see, it happens, kids. It happens sometimes. Yeah, we disagree. But yeah, so Annette. When she has that, is it her first performance? (laughs) It is. I think it is. Where um, they put her on the little, on the pedestal, right? (laughs) You want me? I want you, I want you, baby. I'm levitating, yeah, 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 yeah. She did. So they put up these fake stars above her so that she would sing, because that's the only way she'd sing, uh-huh. is once the stars came out. And um, <laughs> she starts singing, and she doesn't just levitate. Doesn't she fly a little bit? <laughs> I mean... Doesn't she fly a little bit? <laughs> Or was that a dream I had? Was no, that I think she. I mean, she may have, adding more. I mean, I think she maybe she flew around a little bit. Was that I the mean, cherry on the cheesecake on the straw. I mean, <laughs> I don't mind. Look, I don't mind her flying around a little bit. It's just like 
<laughs> well, she at least levitates. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> and the crowd goes crazy and wild, and they love it, and it's the most beautiful thing they've ever seen. Right. And the whole entire world is obsessed with little baby. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Henry takes her on tour all around the world, but also um, uh, the accompanist, he um, comes with her because Henry asks him, you know, she trusts you, she loves you. Yeah. Um, let's be let's be a duo and um, raise her together. Right. And so they, they all go on tour together um, and... Annette sees some things about her dad that she doesn't like too much. And a few other things happen that, whatever. But, um, she basically stops performing for him. And she's, she's just a wee little babe. She's like, what, four or something? The babe with the power. (laughs) She's got the power of that beautiful voice and that levitation. (laughs) (laughs) So she's at like the Super Bowl situation and she's supposed to perform and it's going to be the last performance, mm-hmm. her last performance of baby Annette. And they keep introducing her and she keeps just standing there silent. Mm-hmm. And she finally speaks. Right. And she says something to the effect of daddy you're a murderer? Daddy kills people. That's what Daddy, she says. Daddy kills people. Daddy kills people. Yeah, he does. And Daddy do kill people. <laughs> and that's what Just he has to... Gina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyways. But here's the thing, because then he's like, I did not kill my wife. I killed this other guy. Like, and what's, you know, that's what he's like making anyway. But, um, and that's when, but here's the thing. He, again, he doesn't, he isn't, that's when he like, he's a total sociopath. That's the thing, because it's not even that he's haunted by the loss. It's only, like, when he's, like, all his, like, worldly goods and everything are stripped, and he's only sort of left with his thoughts. And then, even then, you know, he's sort of haunted, you know, by things that he's lost. But, again, so are we all. Yeah, but he's a sociopath. And so he's the most important person. Right, that's what I mean. Like, again, it's like by the end of it, it's like this whole whole thing has been his narrative, right? So it's like, but with the the most redeeming part of this whole film is that, you know, he, that he's saying that he's no one left to love. And he's like, not even you in it? And Annette's like, no. Not no. me. Not even me. You can't love me. And, like, that's so powerful that e- even at that age, she's like, I don't want to be a part of this. Like, I'm. it stops here. I don't want any part of this. Yeah. 
And, you know, like, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that. Like, you're allowed to take yourself out and, like, not be a part of it. Yeah. And even if it's, like, cloaked as love, you know... Like I can't even love you. Like no, I don't. I don't want any. I don't want any part of it. I don't want to be in in any of this. I don't love you, and I don't want you to love me. Goodbye forever. Right. You're allowed to do that, and I don't. I don't think people. I certainly that like was not an option that I was told about. I only. I've only <laughs> learned that in recent years that I mm-hmm. was allowed to do that. You know. That I come first, but in not a sociopathic way. Yeah. Not in a Henry McHenry way. So, I mean, even though this whole movie is told from his perspective and is this... Right, I mean, that's why, you know, ultimately it's Annette. Like, I mean, that's where all of the power of all of this lies is with her. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's why it's really beautiful. But I do think that... Um, it's worth watching. I mean, you yeah. have to be the, you have to, but the, I mean, you have to be the kind of person that, I mean, you have to know what you're signing up for, obviously. Oh, yeah. But Adam Driver alone. I mean, come on. Yeah. So charismatic. Yeah, so I'm, I'm telling you, like, when, if he goes to Guyana... And starts building a church. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. I'll bring the flavor aid. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did you did you end up picking songs for the movie? You know I did. Okay, because you know what I I wasn't going to, um, and it's only because you know the the music out of respect. Sorry. Out of respect. And I felt kind of um, like I might be cheating some of the perfection that was just the beauty of this music in this movie. And, I mean, Sparks have been so fucking underrated for so many years and ignored. And it's it's so fucking frustrating. But, I mean, I think they're starting to get their due. But I did pick a couple songs to add to our playlist in addition to songs from the movie that I feel like people really should listen to. <laughs> so that being said, why are you laughing at me? I just like, uh, I appreciate when you get passionate. When I actually like, like something? Yeah. <laughs> you like when I actually like things? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I picked two, I picked two songs. Um... The first song I picked, it's called Marionette, and it's by Mott the Hoople. <gasps> yeah. I need, like, that. I love, you know, never mind. We'll talk about of it course. after, but I. Yeah. Okay, and then um, another song I picked was called I Trained Her to Love Me. It's by um, Nick Lowe. And it's kind of a newer song of his, so he's kind of got that old man raspy voice. Oh. Um, and it's a really good song, and it's told through the tale of this complete narcissistic asshole. And it's brilliant. Awesome. And it totally goes with the movie. 
So that was it, just those two songs. Okay. Um, all right, so I picked um, uh, Love is a Losing Game. Um, yeah. From, yeah, from her perspective, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It was. <laughs> oh! Um, fantastic, um, Fantastic Voyage, Bowie. Because it's, oh. we're learning to live with somebody's depression. Yes. And I don't want to live with somebody's depression. Um, oh, and this is kind of a, kind of a curveball, but it, I... When we were we were gonna cover um, uh, the killing of a sacred deer, we still will. Okay, but so I was gonna put a Tyler the Creator song on there. Oh, nice. But, um, but so I'm gonna put Earthquake on this one. Okay. Cause uh, yeah. Don't leave. It's my fault. <sighs> I think that's a really good list for people to explore, as well as the mastery, the perfection. Um, please get yourself started on Sparks if you haven't. Oh, I was going to ask you if you were going to put um, This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us. That's like... No. You don't like that song? I love that song. I just don't... I don't think it belongs on this playlist. I just thought it was like an introduction to Sparks, but I guess if you don't want to introduce people to Sparks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was my introduction, and that's what made me fall in love with them. But, like, I guess, yeah, it's dumb. Um, This movie is about... No. Don't, guys, look it up on your own because she is not fixing to put that song on this playlist. <laughs> we put it on other lists. We put, we put that song on other lists. Fuck and- you. <laughs> You're not going to listen to it on this <laughs> It doesn't feel right to me. Look up on is a it, it's just not big enough for the both of us um you can <laughs> it is not me who's gonna put it on the playlist <laughs> <laughs> you can um find that on spotify when you actually just look up sparks on spotify and listen to their whole fucking discography like you should. can go on that journey on your own. Um, I'm introducing you to the songs that were in the film. Yeah. And that created the film. And they are yes. fucking beautiful. Yeah. And if you can respect this. Right. Respect the boundaries. <laughs> please. God. Is that explore. not enough for you? I... <laughs> <laughs> And then when you're done, um, go join their fan club. They'll be touring next year. Um, I am also going to see them next year, obviously. 
um, you know, where maybe I'll get COVID and will it be worth it? Yeah, whatever. Uh, and if you want a, a best of greatest hits playlist of the Sparks, maybe I'll do that another time, but that's not what I'm doing here. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> they do have a, a greatest hits playlist on Spotify. Sure. Um, if and you, you can like listen to that. To... <laughs> you can. Um, you want to put definitely. a link up? <laughs> Sorry. I Sorry. will do that. I will, do, I will do that. Okay. It's very long. I'm sorry. <laughs> so with that, and by that, I mean that link to Best of Sparks playlist that she's going to put up. <laughs> because when I tell you she's not going to put This Town Ain't Big Enough for the both of us on this playlist. I'm not. She's not going to. I'm not. It doesn't work with the oove, with the vibe. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't, like, what do I have to, how many times do I have to say that? It just doesn't work. Okay. It does not. So with that, I want to thank everyone for listening to this show. <laughs> you can send in your recommendations of music, movies, and shows that you want us to check out. And by recommendation, she does not mean this town is big enough for the both of us. Because it absolutely. I have my limits. You it, can recommend whatever you want. Look, it doesn't feel with the vibe. <laughs> Recommend you, whatever you like. Other than that, for this playlist. Oh, no, you can recommend it. I'm just not going to put it on here. Yeah. All right. You can find us on Twitter at Weird Aunties, Instagram at Your Weird Aunts, Facebook yep. at Your Weird Aunts, or email us at yourweirdants at gmail.com. Um, also, please don't forget to like and subscribe and comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your Auntie Rue. And your Auntie Gina. Your. Your. Weird. Weird. Ants. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Goodbye. What's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now